On today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition, where do gaming experiences fall on the spectrum? PC versus console, mobile and cloud, backwards and cross compatibility. We look at what's to come and wax nostalgic about gaming over the years. So, Eli, you caught me off guard when you were talking. You said uh, it was the last time I was excited, and I thought you were just going to stop there. <laughs> he's a very—he's pretty, you know, low-key guy. He doesn't I got get excited a that ball often. of energy. I got nervous for a second though, like the way you're phrasing it is like it was the last. It's like time when I, I started excited, here, I was, I was just, like, just even keeled. That was it. it what was it 2010, 2011? I haven't been happy. The PlayStation in, in 10 phone years. or the uh, the Xperia Play? <laughs> That's. God, it's been a while. I haven't been excited about anything ever in, in ten years since wow. the Xperia Play. You sound that's, like Alfred. Bad, that a, sounds that so phone, sad. That fo- well, because the phone wasn't a good phone no, either. No, it wasn't. It, it, was, it probably ended in disappointment, like huge disappointment. It, it almost definitely did. I remember using it. It was, yeah, no, that was not yeah. a, uh, yeah, that was not a good phone or a good game system. It was just a novel idea. Yeah. Which is why I was excited. Sorry, VVG. All right, we've got some gamers in the house. Uh, All right. Let's open this up. Eric says, real question, Xbox or PlayStation. Go ahead, sound off. Eric himself is a PlayStation user. I have one of each. Yeah, I, I use both, um, depending on the game. Mm. Honestly, for me, I, I'm a big baseball fan. I do get excited about baseball, just going back to getting excited. Uh, <laughs> it is baseball season. Spring training just start. Uh, spring training games just started, as you know, Roger. Yeah, uh, I follow that religiously. But totally. that's, only, that's something that's only available I'm for here now. I'm Eli. I'm excited as well. Thank you. We'll have a long chat after. Maybe join a fantasy <laughs> league together. Uh, but MLB The Show, up until recently, has oh, yeah. been a Sony exclusive title. Yes. Bringing us back to our question yep. at hand, they announced plans to eventually to in the future expand to other platforms, which will be interesting to see what what that looks like. Sony making a game for the Xbox Series X yeah. would be yeah. fascinating to see. Um, um, but yeah, some games I enjoy <laughs> playing on PlayStation. Others I enjoy playing on Xbox. So I've been Xbox pretty much like my entire life, not entire life, but since the life of the Xbox franchise, I've had the Xbox, the original one, the 360, the one that like the Halo edition one. Um, I I had the Call of Duty edition. But uh, pretty much stopped playing like hardcore consoles like when my first kid was born and he's, he's around four now or he'll be four soon. So it's been a while since I've actually actively picked up the xbox one i think i i did for red dead redemption 2 for a little while mm. but i couldn't get through it because it was an open world game and open world <laughs> games do not work with parents uh with young children i have uh but i do have like a nintendo switch and i'm like 100 hardcore in nintendo, nintendo switch because i can play that remotely i almost exclusively play video games on my train ride in and out and that's basically it once i get home i have to like take care of the kids so that's why I'm so into it, but I'm just I'm, saying I'm there's gonna, a lot you could teach your your children from Red Dead Redemption. There is, their, oh my god, yeah, I mean, horseback it's a survival, riding, like, yeah, you hunting the Wild West, sure, like how to shoot correctly, how to properly aim. It's it's very important Once life you skills. Take out the auto aiming feature, but um, yeah, yeah, it's lots lots of life skills in Red Dead Redemption too, for sure. I'm gonna sound like the absolute fence sitter on this one, but I feel like a lot of consoles have their own place in this world. Like I love my Switch too, but am I gonna put it? side by side with a ps4 or even a ps5 like no they all have a good reason for existing i'm kind of in the same mentality as you now roger i don't have a kid but like being able to play that switch on the go yeah it's completely changed the game for me that's what i've always wanted and to be able to take the console experience emulate it in your pocket and run yeah that's a winner for which me. is what sony well, could do with well, a playstation phone about. i agree and, and I that's what microsoft's that's what planning needed. and that's what google's trying right. to do right. and there's been rumors that amazon might get in this space yep. 
obviously Apple with Apple Arcade has been trying, obviously not to the level of right. Sony or Microsoft or Google, but mobile gaming is a very, very open open space right now, and it's a very exciting space. Yeah, especially in. if they can sort of nail that experience, right? The idea that you can take it from your TV to your know, on-the-go experience. And like... And with yeah, 5G, it, that actually could become it could a thing happen. Right, once right. we get to, you know, better networks. actually get coverage networks. and devices and yeah. all that other stuff. But, yeah, we're almost there. And, like, the Switch is kind of a nice uh, – that's why I like it. But, like, if there's a way to, like, take the Switch hardware out of the equation and just keep it to my phone, that's, like, that's one less thing I have to carry. That's You want to play better. Zelda on your phone. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to buy a bigger phone, a slightly bigger phone. But it's fine. I, w- I would do that. <laughs> Depends on which Zelda. For Zelda. Uh, okay, so now that we're talking about consoles kind of versus the the grand scheme of things, let's talk casual. I myself am a filthy casual. Go ahead and call me out for it. Uh, but guys like uh, Matthew in our YouTube chat says, I'm not a heavy gamer. Why would I pick an Xbox or a PlayStation or vice versa? This is where things like the Apple Arcade, Stadia, and mobile gaming come into play for someone who's just looking to burn some time playing a game, have some fun. Uh, Yan says, any comparison with Stadia? No one seems to really be talking about that anymore. I wonder, I wonder why. Yeah, no one's talking about Stadia because yeah. Stadia, there's not really much to talk about right now with them. Yeah, look, they launched it. I think they wanted they launched to, it with games that were already available they, on the other I think platforms. they wanted to plant their flag on the ground. I think they wanted to get the sort of the infrastructure in place, the service in place. I don't think it's a great experience right now. Like, at least, you know, the first couple of weeks when we had it on, Scott Scott had it on the show. Yeah. Like, afterwards, we were playing uh, Destiny 2 on it, and it was really janky. Like, the experience was just... Granted, the, the reception here is not that great, the coverage sure. in this studio in particular, but, um, you know, the, the idea, the whole promise of being able to take your game on the go and do all this stuff, right now, it's just the... All the technology, the infrastructure around is not quite It's very ready. early days it's for Stadia. It's not ready for, for Stadia, for, like, the full promise of Stadia yet. Right, and and that will take time. And yep. the same way, you know, Microsoft's doing right now a beta with xCloud. Yep. No, exactly. That's why, like, it's good that these companies are doing it now, right? They're kind of getting their foot in the door. Uh, they're getting started putting this all together and figuring out what works, what doesn't work. Um, but, like, for a consumer, it's fine if you understand that you're being, like, you're a beta tester for this experience, no matter how, like, polished or finished it is right now. Um, but for, like, most folks who are just casual gamers who don't want to be at the cutting edge, it's... Not not the time. And it's going if you're picking a console, it's really going where your friends are. Yeah. If you're picking a casual console. I don't system. have friends, Eli. Sorry, People, I'll be your friend, Roger. No, that's that's cool. That's okay. Cool. cool. This is a good conversation here. <laughs> Glad Roger's we're recording it. His kids. That's right. <laughs> I don't go out. I'm a terrible I'd be a terrible friend. You wouldn't want me as a friend. <laughs> okay. Uh next one is coming in from a Steely Dan fan on Periscope Deacon Blue seventy says with most of the game houses showing loyalty to PS five. What must Xbox do to differentiate itself? Well, I don't know if most of the game houses are showing loyalty to PS5 over the Xbox Series X. When it comes to a AAA title, a a Call of Duty, a Red Dead, a Grand Theft Auto, there are some exclusives, but I think that's Sony like just spending money. I don't know if Microsoft was the same way for years. Loyalty, I think it's more money being right. If you're being touted at a press conference, it's usually you have some kind of again some monetary arrangement of some kind. Or marketing arrangement of some kind. It's not that it's not going to be on the other platform. It's more that Sony or Microsoft gave that developer yeah. money to say that they are, you know, a launch title or you know, a big partner. So yeah, I don't plays best. I guess I'm more cynical. I don't think it's loyalty or anything like that, or like some sort of handshake agreement or like old buddies. I think it's just money. Whoever has, yeah, whoever can dole out the biggest bag of money. 
And these companies both have large, large chests. Which they do. They can do that. They do. Sticking with our Periscope audience, I'm going to paraphrase this one from Raldi Island saying, uh, what has PlayStation done, what has Sony done to protect themselves, to protect their users out there from having their credit card info stolen again? Oh, there's reference to the old the yes. Sony hack, right? With PlayStation. There's there's a handful of hacks that, that yeah. impacted Sony in a rapid span of time. That's a few years back. Yeah. 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 Uh, I believe at the time they said they were taking a lot of steps to improve that. Um, but we don't know. We, we don't and, know. And, and nothing is foolproof. Like, that's nothing is like unhackable. So, you know, I, I'm sure Sony's doing what other companies are doing in terms of best practices. I hope they are. But even. Even if they are, I, I wouldn't like. I, I'd still be vigilant and stay prepared. Yeah. So if and you know something strange on your credit card statement, you should probably call your credit card company. Yeah. Eric says, "Bring back the Game Boy Tetris, aka storage unit stacking." Yikes, man! Way to go on some <laughs> wow. deep cuts there. Deep cut. Seriously, deep cut. Uh, opinion. This is really specific. He said, "Will Flight Simulator, the new version, be exclusive to Xbox?" I'm not even sure with who the developer and publisher is on that one. Do you guys know anything? I thought it was Microsoft Game Studios. It is was Microsoft it? Game Studios. So, like I've seen it and it, it looks amazing. I actually. haven't played Flight Simulator since like the first it's, one back. The, in the 90s. The, so the version that they they came out, they did like a preview a couple of months ago. I've never ago. seen you this excited about something. I'm not even into. I'm not even into the game, but like I saw it. It's like it's it's like they 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 use. Um, I forget what. Um, how they do it, but it's basically they've rendered like the entire world, like every single airport that exists is like in this game, and it's like rendered like completely accurately. I don't know; it's it's kind of fascinating to me how how they did it. I, I can't quite recall the process they did to kind of compute and like render all this stuff for, in real time, but because um, there was like a, a a broader Microsoft Cloud story behind it, but mm-hmm. uh, which is why I'm excited because I love the cloud. I guess <laughs> I don't know, um, but. I imagine, like I think it might be an Xbox exclusive. I don't actually know. Microsoft Game Studios titles, the same way most Sony titles, are generally to exclusive, exclusive yeah. to their platform as a yeah. way to get people, when right. they're looking between the Xbox and the PlayStation, to choose one over the other. So, Although this was, I mean, uh, reading the coverage, it felt like it definitely felt like more of a PC game than an Xbox. I mean, I'm sure it'll be on Xbox. But right. Like, One of the things Microsoft's been touting for years is the fact that you could play across PC yep. and Xbox. And this yep. was a long vision right. that was teased last decade. I think even when Bill Gates was there with Xbox Live Anywhere. Uh, it's yeah, going it's, way back it's and finally it's finally here. coming to it's fruition. Um, so even if it's on PC, I could see it very much arriving on Xbox Series X, especially with all the improvements that they're making right. and the fan base around flight simulator being what it is yeah i I was i was excited by the prospect of it not for like something i would play at home but like you know like virtual reality arcade vr arcades or whatever like that that kind of experience that kind of vr experience would be pretty cool and you love airports (laughs) yeah the new laguardia i mean well i'm excited for the new laguardia because the old laguardia was just a piece of something right we're we're, something we're on air we we should keep the language uh, we've got some wish listers popping into the chat on YouTube right now talking about the games they want to see come to Apple Arcade. And let's go ahead and just say, like, if it's Apple Arcade, it's viable for Stadia, mobile, etc. Just other games from our past. What's our wish list? What do we want to see start poking its head out out there? Uh, Jeremy says, I want Street Fighter on Arcade <laughs> or other retro thing. fighting games. <laughs> uh, Eric says, Gran Turismo. I'd love to see one of those grand. Uh, have they gotten a Gran Turismo running on mobile yet? Yeah, there was a there. Uh, I think I there was a couple of GTA like um, 
How's it GTA 3? That, that's not Gran Turismo. That's Gran Turismo. Oh, Gran Turismo. Sorry. Sorry. Um, no, they definitely I, I don't have, think they, they've no, done that. They've, they've always been visually that. stunning. Yeah. They, they all look absolutely incredible. The same way Forza looks amazing. Yeah. And that's just two titles developed by Sony and Microsoft that both look amazing to tout their platforms. Yep. Um, yeah. As far as games I'd like to see come back, I'm a big sports gamer. So ESPN NFL 2K5 was a great game before Madden. Uh, sorry, not EA Sports. It was uh, ESPN NFL oh, 2K5 it. Got it. before EA Sports got the Madden license exclusively. Is NFL uh, Blitz still a thing? NFL Blitz would be another great game. I would to come love. Back. I would love to play. I would love to play that game again. It did have a resurgence some years ago. I did? got like a soft reboot somewhere, I believe. And this is still a number of years ago. I don't remember the exact details, but it did. It did bounce back for a hot second. But that with was like new serious. graphics or just like the same a, game. It was like a new 3D port kind of thing. I, oh god, I, I, I feel like that game would be details. I'm not a that game was just amazing because like be fun on mobile. Well, yeah, totally. Like I just remember when the players are down, you just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. elbow them. It's just amazing. Yeah, fire and game breakers. Oh. Yep. Now, you know me. Bring back anything from the Dreamcast and I'm sold. <laughs> All right, we've only got another minute or two left. Uh, here's a really good one from Opinion on YouTube. Uh, do we know what Microsoft's special announcement at E3 might be? Oh. I, I don't know what they might do at E3, but it, mm. I, it will be fascinating to see, given the fact that Sony's not going to be there. Right. They're very clear about that. Um other companies have pulled out of E3. It's basically their show. That's gonna, and it's a pretty big show. Yeah, and it, I mean, look, it coincides with the console launch, so they've got to they got to pull out all stops. And they've been point. they've been touting it and teasing it and hyping it. Yep. There's a lot to get excited for. I, I'm hoping we might finally get some ideas on how much this thing's going to cost and mm. when exactly in holiday 2020 that large window this thing will be available. Yep. Um, that's what I'm hoping for out of everything else. I'm sure they'll be showing off games. I'm sure they'll be showing off all these crazy graphical features we talked about today uh, and touting them and why you need so much this ray over tracing. the Xbox One X. So much or ray the tracing. One S. Yeah, so much ray tracing. One, one X, right? One X and One S are the one two X current is, ones. One X is like the good one. They're both the powerful. Fine. One. If you want 4K HDR, you got to go for your games. You got to go for yes. the, the One X. Got it. Yeah, not the 110 because every still company my, still has X and S. crappy and, old Xbox One. Just regular old one, no and letters. And it works the same. It works uh, fine. I've I'm got curious a 360, to see what they, Roger. Huh? I've still got a 360. Oh, I, I gave my 360 <laughs> to Ben, actually. <laughs> I've got a 360 and a GameCube and a Dreamcast still all hanging out. Wow. Not I, don't, I don't have space for all this stuff. How do you How do you <laughs> keep this stuff all... I, don't know. I bought an entertainment center. Yeah. All right, nice, All right. nice, simple answer. I have an entertainment center. It's like filled with random Legos and kids' toys now. Well, that makes it not an entertainment center. That makes it it's just a storage. nursery. It's just storage. <laughs> that's that's my life, dude. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm not. <laughs> I, I I understand. I don't feel sorry for you, but I understand. Got it. Got it. Yeah. The other thing, just going back to the gaming part, <laughs> not your nursery. Since he mentioned having multiple consoles, I'm curious what Microsoft does with the Xbox One. Oh, Because yeah. they came out with the new console just last year in the all-digital edition. Yep. They are, you know, pushing Game Pass and they're pushing the lower price point. Mm-hmm. Do they take the approach that they took with the 360 and do start a gradual phase-out for Series X? Or is Series X designed for at least the next few years to coincide with the Xbox One line? 
Will the Xbox One line be the, I guess, introductory level and the Series X be the Interesting. step up level? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about this as a giant, as a new generation, right? Which would imply that they're going to get rid of the old one, but they haven't really talked about it. They've sort of like the, the, Xbox the Apple one model of like how they've just gradually expanded the lineup. So like exactly. the older models are like the the budget models, and since they all technically work together, that's they fine. have cross platform compatibility between PC and Xbox now. Expanding that between PC, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One could be something they do. And technically speaking, how do they? Do you know how they do backwards compatibility with the the older games on the Xbox Series X? I don't yeah. think they've talked about that okay. yet. If it's going to be right, because it was always so clunky with the one, right? Well, the one was doing basically a virtual. Yeah, exactly. System. But the the way they did it was so like it was very like kludgy, right? They had to wait for games to come out slowly. Like it, they went to the point where they just remastered a whole bunch of right, games, right? Uh, so, but there's still plenty of games that just wasn't. They weren't available. Yeah. Right? So I, I'm just curious how they're making this promise, particularly with the older games, uh, or if they're just basically remaking them all in a virtualized form. It's kind of fascinating. Yep. A lot of them, they do have to build the assets from the ground up all over again. So I'm. But that just seems like to keep an eye on. Yeah, that just seems like a huge amount of resources for the to fulfill that promise. If right? the nostalgia is there, the money can be made though. Like. Oh, right. We've seen that time well, and no, again. But they're nostalgia. saying backwards compatibility, and like I have an old Xbox game that i want to play that's not more money for xbox or for microsoft oh right? i see where you're coming from right? i thought you meant like virtual uh like arcade game. no 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 like the the promise of being able to play games back in the original xbox like how are they gonna make that work and how does that even work financially i'm like, glad you brought that up because that's kind of the closing thought i wanted us to go out on today uh i, I really love all this cross-platform capability of course i love backwards compatibility being someone who spent money on video games over a series of decades uh, but do we wonder, I had a similar thought when the Nintendo Switch came out, is Nintendo going to bother developing a desktop platform versus a mobile platform, or is there just going to be one synonymous gaming experience now? Is that going to change the way people get play games? No, it didn't. I, I feel like I know the answer to this one too, but is backwards compatibility, does that deter you from buying new games? How do they make it a sustainable thing? Do we think that the gaming platforms are going to start basing more heavily on their subscription services? Like, you're going to need to be a PlayStation View customer or whatever it is. Um, PlayStation View is dead. Sorry, <laughs> they not killed View. killed that in January. Not View. You know what, uh, the, what? What is their game? What is uh, their PlayStation Plus. Plus, thank uh, you. Yeah. Of course yeah. it's Plus. What isn't Plus these days? Are you going to need to be a Plus subscriber to maintain your backwards compatibility? Is all backwards compatibility going to start just becoming downloads that you keep... Uh, is that going to slow you down from trying to buy old shelf porn, which I like to call it, which is the only reason to buy? It's the only reason to buy discs anymore. They're not even really worth it. But if you like having it on the shelf, good for you. I got no problem. A- any any thoughts before we wrap it up? I think the push to subscription services is something that everybody is doing. Yeah. And we're seeing that regardless of industry. And regardless of whether or not it's about backwards compatibility, like access, or future games, it's, I feel like... Cynically speaking, these companies see the huge profit margins that come from charging subscriptions, and that just it's just too tempting. That's why they're all. That's ultimately why they're doing this. And that's why Microsoft's pushing Xbox Game Pass so hard. Right. In the same way, Apple's pushing Arcade very, very hard, and Google's pushing Stadia as a subscription service. It's a nice bit of recurring a, revenue, very little cost. It you know, it's not like making hardware. It's, right. Especially when you're dealing with something exactly. Once you get rid of that, I guess as you so eloquently put it, shelf porn. <laughs> when, once you knock that off. That's a significant chunk of money that's that's yeah. no longer you know tied down to a physical media. But in terms of uh, like 
whether or not it's one or the other, I think it's going to be both for a long time. We're not, I don't think we're in a world where we're going to give up our consoles for a while. Um, and I don't think Xbox or Sony want to be in that world quite yet. Um, Even though they talked about the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One at the launch, at least, as being like the last yeah, of like yeah, the consoles, the I traditional consoles, because everything's going to move to the cloud. Obviously, that, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, who knows what they're going to talk about when they start talking about Series X and, and PlayStation 5 in greater detail. But yeah, the the recurring revenue is just too enticing. Yeah. But we'll see at E3. Maybe they'll talk about it. Well, keep sounding off, everybody. We want to know what your gaming perspective is. Uh, are you a nostalgia nerd? Are you going to look forward to more cross-compatible, backwards compatibility? Uh, how will you have you maintained that library yourself over the years? Are you sitting on a, a whole ton of jewel cases or have you started to digitize also, keep sounding off with the games you want to see coming to some of these platforms, uh, specifically the the mobile likes of the Stadias and Apple Arcade. Uh, shout out to Eric, who is an old Amiga guy who likes California games. Good lord, that was a mess. Uh, also, Not a Spider says Cruising USA. That game was dope. Oh, and yeah. uh, Original Ninja Turtles, also a man after my own heart. So keep sounding off here in the chat in the comment section on Twitter, and we'll talk to you there. Until then, we'll see you tomorrow, and Roger's going to take us home. Yep, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, and as always, if you want to learn more, there are links to all today's stories in the description below. Plus, the show is also available as an audio podcast. Links to subscribe to that are also in the description. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. I'm Eli Blumenthal. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>